We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the pack youtube pack a day podcast episode um as you can see we are not andy herman we are barry goldstein and rachel hopmeyer filling in for andy on this lovely Monday morning, and we are here to talk about the Packers. Let's do it. So glad this is that's what this YouTube is for. (laughs) So glad that Andy let us sub in. We're happy to take the YouTube channel off his hands for a few days, but I think we can start by sharing our game thoughts on the Packers' last preseason game in Buffalo. Obviously, this is the last chance for so many on the bubble to secure those coveted roster spots. Packers have to cut it down to 53 by Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central. So there's a lot of decisions to be made in the next, you know, less than 48 hours for this team. Perry, what did you think? Yeah. Um, Well, the Packers sat basically all their starters again. Um, And I think that there were definitely also some interesting players who didn't play that are on the roster bubble. Um, But it only allowed like some opportunities for a number of other players. I was really obviously watching this game for Jordan Love. It's his last chance to show us what he has before Aaron Rodgers takes the reins for the rest of the season. Presumably, we're not going to see Jordan Love again until next summer. Um, That is, of course, unless the Packers somehow blow out a team and are winning by a lot and they throw him in for the fourth quarter. So I thought that Love looked calm and poised and I you can tell that he is improving in incremental ways, right? He's not going out there and all of a sudden blowing the socks off of a defense, but he's going through his progressions. He's making some really nice throws. He obviously has the arm talent. Does he need to clean up some decision-making? Sure. But I think a lot of the things that he needs to improve on are coachable, which makes me as a fan, right? Hopeful that there is going to be some improvement with more time he has. Um, I think that the way he answers questions in the press conference is again, like very impressive. He seems to have like leadership ability, which is again, what you're looking for. They drafted him in the first round with the idea that he's one day going to become a franchise quarterback. And so I think he has those tools, just some refining is left. Yeah, I think something that um, Getsy touched on today in his avail was, you know, taking what he is now, you know, he's had this year to sit behind Aaron and now it's time for him to be that bona fide 
backup that's ready and working towards being a starter. So, you know, he's put all this tape out there for the preseason. Now it's time for him to be Aaron's backup. That means, you know, doing research on film for him. That means pointing out little tips and tricks here or there that he picks up on, you know, running that scout team, getting these practice reps against, uh, you know, any sort of combination they can give him to really prepare. And I think that those leadership skills and everybody uses the phrase even keeled when they talk about Jordan love. I think that is key to keeping that confidence growing while also, you know, remaining mentally stable as he goes on this journey. So I think that's a really interesting thing to see now that, you know, we've gotten to actually watch him play. Yeah, I agree with you. I, um, I think that it's easy to freak out about, you know, a thrown up interception, bad decision-making, but you would so much rather have that happen during a preseason game than you would during a regular season game, put it in muscle memory, remember to never do it ever again, have it out of your system and, and move forward. Um, I think that there are some connections forming with him and some receivers that are really noteworthy, right? You just talked about how there's a number of players on the roster bubble um, and the relationship that he seems to have with both Malik Taylor and Reggie Begleton are clear, right? They're, they're very clear. And I think it's making it easier to see that the competition for that last wide, wide receiver six spot which we don't know if the Packers are going to keep six. We are soon to find out, but that competition seems to be between the two of them. Definitely. And they seem pretty neck and neck, but I think above all, what they're going to be looking at the hardest is obviously consistency, but also those special teams reps and their ability to be versatile. You know, everybody wants that room to be talented, but versatile help out in any way they can, you know, even if that means blocking, like they, these wide receivers are really tasked with a lot in green Bay. So it is going to come down between Taylor and Beckleton who can provide the most in terms of on the field specialties. So that's going to be interesting to see, of course. um, But that's not the only roster battle we have. Obviously there's the guard spot, you know, Ben Braden has moved to tackle now, potentially there's so many different things, but obviously Kylan Hill has cemented himself as running back three. That seems to be the clearest thing. And he has shown flashes of incredible speed, strength and potential during this preseason. Yeah, he is a more complete seventh round pick than I think I've ever seen between being able to catch passes out of the backfield run different types of running styles as well. He looks, he, he showed a little more flashes to me in the Aaron Jones style in this last game. But again, there's sometimes where he just puts the pads down and runs through a player and it reminds me of Jamal Williams, right? He's just very, very well-rounded. Um, obviously pass protection is huge in this offense. So I'm assuming that those are the kind of things that he's going to have to build on before he gets any kind of real role. But running backs coach today in his press conference said, you know, we're still figuring out the way to integrate him. There's no promises here, right? Running back three is not someone who's going to expect a lot of snaps, but you can tell that the coaching really wants to get him involved because he's, he's proven that he deserves that opportunity. Yeah. And I think you, you're looking at a different balance of three between Jones, Dylan and Hill than you did last year when you had, Jones and Williams. And then you're giving, you know, AJ just a few very at the end of the season. I think Kylan Hill to them is coming in a little more complete in different ways that allows AJ Dillon to potentially take on that pass catching role, you know, when the play is called. So I I do think it's a different variation of plays that they will be able to rotate through to them. At least that's what LaFleur wants. He says they're going to figure out a balance. So it'll be interesting to see what situational football proves for them. I still think it's very exciting that the idea of having like three backs that LaFleur can turn to on any given play. Um, He's expressed over the last couple of years in Green Bay that he wants a a real rotation. He wants a full room. He expects all of his backs to be able to 
be ready and play. And the fact that there are three that I think all of us can be excited about and can be thrown into a game and actually contribute. It's exactly what Matt LaFleur is looking for. Um, We'll see what it brings during the season. But obviously, you know, this preseason was about Jordan Love at the end of the day. You know, it was his time to shine. And, you know, he gets one screen touchdown, one interception. He's lucky it wasn't two after yesterday. But, you know, he his confidence is so clearly there. The fakes were so incredibly smooth to me twice. He really flashed those. And I just think there's so much potential there that fans can finally sit back and be like, okay, we understand why the team drafted him. And it's refreshing to be able to put that material out there instead of all this speculation. Agreed. We've been waiting for so long, especially after last season to not know. Um, And again, I mean, I I think everyone comes at it from a, a different perspective. There's some that are more optimistic than others. I choose to look at it from an optimistic standpoint and, and decide, you know, I see the talent it's clearly there. And like I said earlier, like there's things that are coachable and there's things that are not. And I think the way he handles himself on the field and in the pocket and the poise and the grace and the confidence, very quiet confidence, very different from Aaron Rodgers. That makes sense. He's a young player. Those are things that are just like intangible that you just are, or you're not. Um, So I'm excited. Uh, And you know, that deep ball is beautiful. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's, it's beautiful to all who care about football. And I think, you know, when we're looking at the quarterback room, you know, Hackett said today, it's a really fun, collaborative, creative room, but obviously they still haven't, you know, exposed us to any notion if they're going to be keeping two or three quarterbacks. But 
you know, Benker did definitely get the bona fide endorsement from Gutsy today to say, I do think he's an NFL caliber quarterback based on what he's done in the preseason, you know, whether Benkert stays or goes, I definitely think this is the best audition tape he's ever been able to put together in his career. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a feeling they'd want to have him stick around. I think players getting picked up off of waivers before they get stashed on practice squads is a little bit overblown. I don't know how often that happens again. Quarterbacks a very unique position. So if someone's looking for uh, a solid backup, they could probably look at banker and say, okay, coming out of green Bay, he's probably maybe a better backup than someone we have on our roster already. Um, but I would not be surprised if he was back on the Packers practice squad and leading the scout team. Sure. And we got a healthy mix of play calling yesterday as well, you know, with Getsy getting a majority of it, but Justin Allen, you know, getting in the mix as well. Vrabel, you know, it's really interesting to see LaFleur hand this off so confidently to these guys, you know, out and said that he was given a few days notice saying, hey, if we can, you know, we don't know if it's going to be the whole second half or the third or fourth quarter, but, you know, you're going to get to do this. And he hadn't called games since 2015 at the high school he was working at. So to be able to see these coaches grow in that realm is also a fascinating storyline because again, like it's not just about the players. These coaches also have their own careers and motivations as well. So I think it's really interesting and cool to see LaFleur have so much confidence in his staff and give them that responsibility as well. I agree. I completely agree. I, that was a huge takeaway for me as well, because, you know, sometimes it's hard to look at football like a real business, but if you are comparing it to, let's say like where I work, right. You're thinking, well, it's really nice to have the boss have so much confidence in his underlings, if you will, to, to give them the opportunity to grow because that's what you want from your boss. You want them to teach you and then watch you grow. And like the whole point I'm, I'm sure for these guys is one day they'd like to be coordinators or maybe they have had coaching aspirations. And it's very, very difficult in this business to get any modicum of opportunity to flex those muscles and LaFleur let them do that. And I think that's, that says a lot about his character. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's a multifaceted business. Obviously we get to see such great opportunities for growth for some, but obviously on Tuesday, you know, it's, it's probably the toughest day around the league. You know, the amount of coaches that said today, I love these guys. We spend so much time with these guys. We've personally invested so much time in these guys. You know, it, it is hard at the end of the day for a team to look at a list of 80 guys and cut it down to 69 and 53. So I think, you know, it's not to be underestimated how hard Tuesday is for players for staff you know so many people are at the precipice of this career where this is really make or break we've heard from so many players on the league this year that might not have come back if they didn't get this one extra shot so it, you know football is a tough business and I think this is you know probably just the worst time of year to see these business decisions impact so many lives it's probably one of the toughest days of the year for sure so with that being said is there anybody that stood out to you from this past game that you think helped or even hurt their chances who was kind of on that bubble because I have a few in mind of course you do you always do honestly Chauncey Rivers every time I have him in my notes I bolded him he got such good pressure off I was wildly impressed by him I don't really have too big of a resume for him to start with but after Saturday I'm fully impressed with his playmaking and stopping abilities without a doubt yeah no, I, I agree. I had him circled. I also have Jack Heflin in my mind as someone who was definitely on the bubble, right? You could kind of get a sense that it was maybe likely that he would make the roster over maybe somebody else on that D line, but then goes in and he has a really impressive outing and, you know, affects the quarterback and, you know, does what's, what's asked of him. And, and I think there's, he feels like more of a roster lock to me than ever before. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, cornerback six, 
is a question mark, uh, as is that, you know, back end of the safety rotation. There's a number of guys who have shown their abilities, but maybe struggled a little bit in this past game. I think you said something earlier, which really stuck with me, which is like, you just, you got to look at special teams, right? At the end of the day, cornerback six likely is not going to be on the field that much. So how are you contributing to special teams? How strong are you in that area? Um, and that's going to, I think, end up being the deciding factor. Absolutely. And, and you look at Henry Black in situations like that, you know, it's, yes. it's a tackle versus pushing out of bounds does make a difference in these situations. Unfortunately, it really comes down to that gritty of a film watch. So again, what can you contribute to stopping the run, punt coverage, all those types of things. So it, it's really getting to be that nitty picky, nitty picky stage. I don't envy anybody that's, you know, looking at this situation and having to make these decisions right now. No, not at all. Um, I do feel like there's going to be so, some surprises, right? We've ha- already had a few surprises. With, had a little bit of spice. Yeah, a little bit of spice. You know, they you know they released Kamal Martin, which I don't think anybody was expecting. So you can feel as confident as you want with all of your 53-man roster predictions. But at the end of the day, um, these coaches are likely seeing some things differently. That's This is their job. And roster might shake out a little, not the way we expect it to. But that's the name of the game. And it, it's kind of fun. Yep. And, and, you know, like there, there's movement to be had, you know, LaFleur isn't showing any hands right now as to if Bakhtiari will be activated off the pup before Tuesday. Senevich said he doesn't even know how many O-line men are going to be within the 53 or 69. So it, there, there are so many questions, Mark. It really is, you know, a puzzle to be figured out. Um, it, it's a lot of hard work and obviously there's, there's money involved in every decision to be made. So injuries really impact this. I can only wonder if the Packers weren't this injured Dennis Kelly, et cetera how this would shake out if everything was smooth sailing for them. Yeah. Agreed. Because I think there, again, there are some guys on the roster bubble, like a Will Redmond who probably would have made this team over some of the other safeties. And now they have to make the decision, you know, who, who do we keep here? Um, Speaking of the O-line, give us your O-line thoughts. I know the guard position, like you mentioned, has been kind of a, a rotation. How are you feeling after what you saw? I think Royce Newman has definitely solidified his ability at guard. So I think that second starting position for now really comes down between Lucas Patrick and John Runyon, which is a tough decision for anyone who's worked there. I mean, they're returners in the system. So it's kind of crazy that they're in that position. But again, Royce was drafted for a reason. They saw his potential. And I think he's done an incredible job. I also think Ben Brading moving moving to tackle and doing well at that position kind of helped them all out a little bit because it could be a tougher competition. But, you know, Braden did well with those opportunities, certainly a candidate for a backup tackle. So with that being said, you know, it, it might come down to financials. Once again, is it cheaper yeah. to hold on to Runyon or Patrick at this point? You know, a second year versus a fifth year guy. It, it all comes down to how flexible they think they are, because at the end of the day, when everybody returns from their injuries, you know, they're probably going to have to shift around. Every single guard is probably going to have to take tackle snaps at some point this year on the Packers O-line. So again, how flexible can you be? How comfortable are you? And it's unfortunate that we've seen guys who might not be that comfortable. You know, Cole Van Landen apparently hasn't really settled into any position, which is, you know, disappointing for anyone rooting for that hometown story, but you have to settle into at least something, if not prove your worth at everything to make it on this Packers O-line this year. And you either do or you don't at this point. It is pretty do or die now. It's a it's a tough ask too, because I think the Packers do ask a lot of their O-linemen. They ask them to be very versatile. They ask yeah. them to move around the line. And not everyone is made for that. And like you said, if not, then you have to show that you're worth it at one specific position. Um, I think everyone's rooting for you know the hometown boy, but at the end of the day, the Packers have to make the decisions that are right for their football team and who they think is going to help them win. 
right at the end of the day, you know, it's not, there's a hard cap of numbers here. There's only so many things you can wiggle by in the NFL and roster cuts are not one of them. Right. Okay. So before we wrap up, Rachel, this was so fun. Any final thoughts? I know we've got a big, big week ahead of us. Ah, shout out to Andy to handing over the YouTube channel. Um, expect a hybrid week of practice in the words of LaFleur. Um, this is supposed to be a hybrid week of a game week and an off week. So allegedly the 53 will get together for a sort of quick practice on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday will be a combination of all 69 with a practice squad. Um, and then they get the weekend off and then it's on to the saints for this team. I cannot wait for some real football. All I could think watching the preseason game was, man, I'm ready to watch the starters play. Um, I'm ready to see Aaron Rodgers back under center because I didn't think that that would be a thing this year. So, and he's allegedly her. itching for it too. So, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. So, yeah, like you said, on to New Orleans, um, praying for New Orleans right now. If yep. anyone here watching has family or loved ones down there, we are thinking of you and we hope that by the time the Packers get down there to play at the Superdome, all is well. Yep. Everybody um, stay safe wherever you are. Yes. Uh, so that is it for me, Perry Goldstein. This is Rachel Hotmeyer of NBC 26. If you don't already follow her work, you should be. And if you're local, you can catch her on television as well. And uh, thanks for the, the fun, fun uh, YouTube opportunity, Andy Herman. Uh, Andy will be back tomorrow as usual. And uh, go Pack Go. Have a great Monday. the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done